You guys, it's just a few more days until our testimony workshop. If you have not signed up already, be sure to do that. You still got a couple more days. It's happening on the 28th of February. Uh, February? What? What month are we in? 28th of April. <laughs> I told you, I've been saying for weeks, my brain still thinks it's February. Even although it's finally sunny outside, it's not February anymore. Testimony workshop happening 28th of April this week. Just a couple of days away, we are going to dig into all things storytelling. I'm going to teach you how to share your story in your content, where on your website, in your sales page, landing page, everywhere that you want to share a little bit about yourself, your heart, your mission, your reasons why you do things. I'm going to teach you how to write that story, how to make it powerful, how to help it connect with the people that are reading it, and how to use your story to actually sell and bring people into your paid world. It's going to be a fantastic workshop. Head over to sarahbeisel.com slash workshop to get yourself signed up. Tickets are 35 Canadian dollars. That's around 20 US dollars. Um, and it's going to be an amazing time. There are also a couple of bonus things that you can get yourself signed up for. You will see all of those on the website. They're not essential. Um, for you to get those. They're just like a little bit extra if you want some support implementing, if you want to go a little bit further into stories, all of those things. Um, I've got a couple of VIP extra things for you, but the base workshop is enough to get all the information that you need to start creating your own stories. So please come along to that this week. Okay, today's episode, I have the amazing Sarah Moffat on the podcast. She and her husband, Bill, are a duo, a tag team. They help faith-based entrepreneurs launch and manage their podcasts. So if you have a podcast, if you are thinking about starting a podcast, you're going to want to connect up with Sarah. She is amazing. And her husband, they are a really, really great team. And I have her on to talk about podcasts, how they can help you find the right people to get in front of, how it helps your people find you. We also have a really cool conversation about how she and Bill got started in the podcast industry because that's not their background. It's something they came into. And it's a really cool story about how God just led them here. So you are in for a treat with today's episode. So yeah, let's get started and let Sarah tell you all about it. Grow Your Christian Business with me, Sarah Beisel. This is a podcast for Christian women who want to build crazy successful businesses with God at the center of it all. We're about to dig into biblical marketing strategies and build a firm foundation for your business that's rooted in biblical truth. If you want to make money in your business, but nothing seems to be working no matter how hard you try, then it's time to create a custom marketing plan that's designed around who God created you to be. So say goodbye to confusion and hello to a content strategy that's filled with God's peace and freedom. Oh, Sarah, I'm so happy to have you on the podcast. I'm so, this is going to be so much fun. Can we just start? I have to ask because you do not have a background in podcasting. You've come to the game like super recently but kind of recently so like what was, how did you like make that switch how did you end up where you are great question <laughs> so my background way before I got into freelancing I worked in medical offices 
I was in hospitals doing correspondence, filing, medical coding, medical insurance. Like I was the office girl. And when I met my now husband who lived in Scotland and I was in America, it got to be such a hassle having to request time off to be able to go and visit my fiance at the time. And when I moved over to the UK to be with him, we decided, okay, freelance is the way to go. And I had always loved writing. So I started my journey as a copywriter. And then I eventually transitioned into ghostwriting. Well, my husband was a touring musician and he was in a show called One Night of Queen, which turned out to be one of the world's biggest queen tribute acts like the singer one yeah their their singer won this show called stars in their eyes oh Have you heard really of it? yes yeah, I've never it's, saw a it's a little bit before my time but i know of it yeah yeah so it's almost like an america's got talent kind wow. of show and wow. their singer actually won by the largest number of votes in the show's history like brian may from queen and his wife actually voted for him that's as, so cool. Yeah, oh my as gosh. the Freddie Mercury. So yeah, so Bill got the opportunity to join that back in 2002, and he had toured with them for the entire length. Like the show is still going on, but when 2020 hit, everything got turned on its head, and because of all the mandates that were in place, mm-hmm. Bill could no longer travel to certain countries, and they were getting bass guitarist in to stand in for him like Bill would still do the UK shows but for tours abroad they had to get new bassists in and they had said they wanted more consistency in the show so even though Bill had been in it from the very beginning he only missed two gigs out of 20 years that's crazy 2500 live shows Hyde Park and they let him go so we knew it was coming because the amount of UK shows that they were doing was few and far between. So we knew it was coming and we had to do something. And the options either were go find a job. Yeah. Like any job just to pay the bills and get by. Or we figure something out that uses your talents and your skills and your gifts Mm. and we decided to go with the latter (laughs) so after a lot of prayer and brainstorming just the pieces of the puzzle came together with podcasting Mm. I I honestly don't even know why I had thought about it Mm -hmm. just it was in my head podcast management I I have no idea why yeah um going to say it's from the Lord because that's not anything that was on my radar at all. And there were just so many little things that cropped up that were just like divinely orchestrated. The way that Bill ended up working with actually another podcast manager, she would send him commissions for intro music. Mm -hmm. And Then when I was thinking about podcast management, the course that I found was actually run by a Christian woman. And that ended up being the same course that the other podcast manager that Bill was already 
working with had gone through. Oh, very cool. So I'm thinking maybe I should start looking into writing show notes. And turns out that same woman was looking for a show notes writer like the very next day that I had thought about inquiring. So that's That's how the transition started. And it's actually kind of beautiful because I get to use those skills from just my office days, like that background Mm -hmm. of just office admin support work. But I also get to use my copywriting and ghostwriting skills as well. And Bill gets to use his creativity mm-hmm. in the audio side of things because he writes custom intro tracks for podcasts and he also handles the editing. So it just is a beautiful partnership. Yeah. But I, an unexpected one. <laughs> I know. I like listening to you say it all out because like we've been talking throughout this whole process. So I've kind of see it un- seen it unfold. But just like hearing you talk through it like start to finish it's so cool to just see like the nudges in that direction and like the little moments that all took you here and it's like it has to be God it could not be with the way exactly. that that all unfolded and it, and just the fact that when you're in the thick of it it feels like oh my gosh my world is crashing down with you know the world shutting down and mm-hmm. then losing your 20-year career but it also opens up these doors for something that you weren't even considering or thinking mm-hmm. about. Yeah, that's so cool. I love that. I just and it, and to like to take that leap of faith as well, like you were saying that you could have chosen to just go back to pay the bills because that's scary. Like we're all in that place where yeah. we need bill. We need to pay our bills. We've got rent or mortgages. We've got food to buy, people to take care of. And you decided, no, we're going to stick this through. We have to commit to the gifts that we have, the talents that we have, and make something of that. And like, what, how did that feel to have to make that decision? Honestly, the decision to even just move from my home, like I had never been out of America before mm-hmm. I just straight up moved here. So that decision actually... I didn't have any fear or reservations around that Mm. because I was moving here to be with Bill. Mm -hmm. But that the career aspect of it was like a whole different ballgame because there's all sorts of like financial things and how do you find clients and how do you network and all the businessy stuff I had Mm -hmm. no idea about. The actual work itself came easy. It was all the other aspects of starting a business. That was scary. So, I mean, we just worked through it, I guess. But yeah, it it is a leap of faith. Yeah, that's for for sure. sure. And and one that's been honored clearly and paid off because like here you are now, like doing this amazing like partnership that you had never thought about. And it makes so much sense. And like I worked with you guys for um, an episode or two and it was really, it was so easy and I loved it. And I know that other clients have had so much fun and had great success as well. So clearly you guys are good at what you do as well, which is really perfect when it all matches up like that to be something that you love as well. Yeah, thank you. And it, you, it's because we love what we do and we care about what we do. And we were just talking about this the other day. We don't just take a podcast and just, quote unquote, do our job. Like 
we care about it. Like mm-hmm. it's our own podcast. So we just put in all the TLC mm-hmm. before we hand it off to the client. So that there's just a lot of love around what we do. Yeah, that's so good. So what is it that you actually do? I know that podcast management as a phrase <laughs> gets thrown out a lot. And it's like, okay, it does. what does that actually like entail for someone that is maybe listening and they're like, okay, I know podcasts. I'm listening to a podcast. I know what a podcast is. What does podcast management actually mean? There are so many different facets that fall under the podcast management umbrella. So if you ask me what I do, it could look very different from what another podcast manager does. But the nuts and bolts of it is (laughs) if you're a podcaster, you have to do your recording, your editing, your uploading, your scheduling, audiograms to promote your episodes, newsletters to promote your episodes, show notes to add to your website for SEO and discoverability. There's a lot of moving parts, as you know, Mm -hmm. and it can get overwhelming. It can be a lot. And what we do is we take those tasks off your plate and Mm -hmm. we will handle it. So it could just be maybe somebody doesn't have the time, energy, patience Mm -hmm. to edit their episode and they want to turf that off. We would take the editing from you. They would send over their raw audio. We would edit it, mix it in with the intro, the outro, the music, get it up to industry standard, and we would also upload and schedule those episodes out for you. But it's really whatever the podcaster needs. Guest management, pitching to be on other podcasts. Bill and I actually help entrepreneurs launch their podcasts. So if they just have an idea, Mm -hmm. they have no idea or they're overwhelmed by what kind of equipment do I need? Or how do I record this? How do I edit this? We walk them through everything from just concept to live launch. And we actually handle the editing and all the, all mm-hmm. of those tasks throughout the launch period. Yeah. That's, and it's so a bit about what we do. <laughs> yeah. And I was just thinking it's so helpful to get that support at the beginning. Cause that's when you're like the most unsure <laughs> of what to do and what, like what is helpful and like even just like when I listened to the episode that you had done for me I given like knew kind of how what what to expect and what I should be aiming for for when I'm doing like my own editing so even like being able to just walk through that period at the beginning with someone is so helpful because then they know if they're not gonna completely outsource it and they just wanted to help with the launch and then take it over themselves they at least kind of know (laughs) what direction they're aiming for right yeah and it's so different to have that one-on-one support mm-hmm. instead of going to Google and be like, how do I do this? What do I do next? And then you just get a slew of answers. You just have that one person that you could just send a box or two and be like, yes, hey, I'm hung up on this today. What do I do next? Yeah. As we were just discovering, like just before we recorded, when I was trying to figure out how to how my mic works and I'm like, <laughs> I don't even know which direction the mic is supposed to face. I'm like, how do I set up this microphone? And Google's like, oh, this is how you set it up. I'm like, okay, which side is the front? Oh, to use this microphone. I was like, no, I just I just need to know which is the front, which is the back. And I had no idea. Oh my That gosh. is the worst when you Google something and you expect a lot of people to look it up and there to be a specific yeah. answer. And there's everything but that specific question. I know. It seems to happen. you're supposed to have the so answer. Much. 
I know. Google's supposed to know everything, right? It happens way more than I feel like it should. Oh my gosh. I know. It's so frustrating for tech support and things like that. Um, so podcasts, something that you mentioned in there was because um, you said that you sometimes help with like guesting and in terms of like helping people pitch or um, get guests like into their podcasts and stuff. For people that are like maybe a little bit wary or, or there's or maybe they're introverted and they're like oh my gosh I don't want to talk to people or because it, maybe they've got new podcasts and like I don't know if I want to do the guest route or what does that look like why why is the, the guesting side of podcast either having them on your own or going on to other people's podcasts why is that something that is good to be doing guesting is so good for so many reasons one is a great way to get your name out there and establish that authority in your niche because you're when you go on a podcast you're showing up as the expert mm. on that topic or in that industry or in that field and it's just such a great way to like I said establish that authority and it's also a great way to just provide value to your ideal client or your ideal listener and it's brand exposure. You're showing up in a new place in front of mm -hmm. new listeners who might not have heard about you or heard about your service. Mm. And it's evergreen. Yes. You, could, you could get clients a year after guesting on somebody else's podcast. Yeah, because you never know. You never know who's going to go like look up, look up that episode, listen to it and suddenly go, yeah, this is so cool. And they come into your world and then they're your client. Like that, that journey happens a lot of times for it people. Um, how do you actually go about like finding because you, you're saying like you, it gets you on in front of the right people. But like, how do you work out which podcasts would be the right people for you? Like, what does that process look like? It takes a little bit of research to make sure you're not just getting on any podcast with anything in your business. You want to make sure you're putting out valuable content in the right places for the right people. Mm -hmm. So you want to think about people who are maybe in your industry, who's not a direct competitor, but maybe they fall into the same category. like. Maybe they're a mindset coach for Christian moms. Mm. And maybe you're a financial coach for Christian moms. You fall under that same niche umbrella and you have mm. valuable content and insights that you can bring to their audience. And their audience is ultimately your audience as well. So you're showing up and talking about things that maybe isn't their area of expertise. Mm. Yeah. And something that um, like I need to remind myself of, because I, I feel like I get hung up on this sometimes, but it's important to remember, like, so people come to my podcast because they're learning about, like, running a business, starting, starting their business, how to integrate faith, all of those things. But that's not the only thing that they have issues with, right? Like they're not just like a, a one issue person and the only thing wrong <laughs> with their life is that they're trying to start a business. That would be a very nice world if that was the person that was listening. If that is you, good for you. Um, but 
like the people that listen, like they they have lots of things going on. And so being able to bring someone into your audience to say, like, hey, let's talk about this. Well, there's going to be people listening that really do need support in that, even though it's not necessarily my thing. They're going to want to learn about other things. And so I always end up getting so hung up on this because it's like, well, they're going to this podcast for this reason. And this isn't quite the exact same thing. Why would they care? Well, because they've got they're multifaceted people with like lots of things that they want to learn, lots of interests, lots of things that they're trying to figure out. And you could be like that little like tick in the right direction for that one thing that they that they know they need, but they don't maybe they don't know where to find help for that. They're not quite sure. Maybe it's kind of been on the back burner and they're not really like prepared for it right now, but then they hear a really cool episode and they're like, okay, no, I'm with it. I need to go deal with this right now. So there's so many other things like that to think about to just, yeah, just like remind yourself that, that it's not just like people don't just need one thing and one thing only from a podcast. There's lots of opportunities to, like you're saying, kind of sidestep and teach things that are related, but not quite the exact same thing. Right. And there are also opportunities for maybe not exactly business related, but there could be areas that you have a lot of experience, personal things. Maybe mm -hmm. it's running a business with a chronic illness. There are opportunities to talk about something like that that might not be directly related to what you do, but it's something that you're passionate about. Mm. that you understand and can help other people. So you could guess and talk about something like that. And it's still relevant to mm. potentially your people because you would connect with somebody over that, that shared either interest or um, passion or circumstance. Mm. Yeah, there's so many people that I've kind of followed or been or been interested in just because they've been sharing like their own personal story or personal experiences so it's nothing to do with their business per se but it's so interesting to just listen to them talk about um their struggle with you know whatever it is like um i, I had like one episode of a podcast that i was listening to was someone talking about the, like their alcohol addiction past or something and it's like nothing to do with their business nothing to do with like i don't need support with that but it's it was so interesting to just <laughs> listen to them and learn more about them as a person and it made me trust them as a business owner more because like I could hear their story and their journey and like the things that they've walked through as a person and it's like yeah I trust you as a person more like I feel way more connected to you as a human being because of this story even although it's nothing to do with the things that I would be following you for business-wise. Exactly and you talk about that all the time the importance of showing up authentically mm -hmm. who you are and sharing your story and that in itself creates connection so be able being able to do that one-on-one -on, -one on a podcast it's invaluable yeah um so let's talk about like actual like podcast pitching for a second because we're talking about getting on guests you got to pitch sometimes sometimes mm -hmm. like and this is the thing sometimes like you have just like friendships with business people and it's very easy you can just say hey do you want to do a podcast swap or i've got this thing i'd love to come share it with you Sometimes it can be a little bit scary to go out of your immediate circle and like reach out to people who have podcasts, but you don't really like know them directly. Um, maybe they're like a really big podcast and it's kind of scary. You're like, I got to put myself out there, but it's scary. Like, what's your best advice for like going through that like pitching process and getting yourself on to different podcasts? 
just do it. <laughs> Honestly, like I know that fear of, oh my goodness, they're big or I look up to them. What if they say no? What if they say yes? Yeah, such an amazing opportunity. But just do it. And the thing is, when you're pitching to a podcast, maybe it's someone that you listen to all the time. You genuinely love their show. You mm-hmm. genuinely love their content. And that's going to show when you reach out to them mm. to pitch yourself. But what you want to think about when you're pitching yourself to a podcast, one is your content valuable to their audience. Mm. And two, check and see if they've had other guests on talking about that same topic, because you don't necessarily want to pitch the same thing that's just been on a few episodes ago. And if you do, make sure you put your own unique spin on it. How is that your story different from that story? Mm -hmm. What makes you different and stand out? But just approach it with that genuine I want to bring value to your audience Mm -hmm. and here's why and if you have any previous podcasts you've been on any maybe even articles that you've had featured it doesn't have to be Mm -hmm. talking if you have any media that you can put on like a one sheet Mm, yes the one sheet (laughs) (laughs) yes have a one sheet I'm I'm in the process of creating one. I know that I need to. And I just like, it's like half done. <laughs> it's on the to-do list. I do I do need to get one. I've been lucky that I've been able to just connect with people that I already knew so far mm-hmm. for podcast guessings. I've not really needed to do any formal outreach for, for the most part so far. But I'm getting to that point now where I've gone through a lot of the people that are in my immediate space. And now it's like, okay, I got to prepare this and start reaching out to some of the other podcasts, the big ones, the goals. Yeah. But to be honest, if you're just starting out and you're just maybe listening to this and thinking guessing might be a thing for you, start with the people you know. Mm -hmm. Start with people in your network that maybe you've had coffee chats with before or have had conversations with before. Mm -hmm. Reach out to them. Yeah. Start start with the people you know. Yeah. Because it's going to be way less scary because you're going to just because you're going to know the person on the other end. So having the conversation is going to feel easier. It's going to feel less intimidating. Um, but also just something to, to to think about as someone that has a podcast, you're always very open to people coming on as guests because mm-hmm. it's like a, a content idea that I don't I don't need to think up. Like it's like you come to offer me and say, hey, I'd like to come on your podcast. I could talk about X, Y, Z. And it's like, yeah, OK, that's great. That's something I now don't need to prepare. We just schedule the call. We come up with some questions and then we have a conversation. I don't need to prepare that episode because you as the guest are essentially preparing it for me. So a lot of people, if they do have guests on their podcast, are going to be very open and most of the time very enthusiastic to have you on if it's a, like a good match for the content like we were just saying earlier in the episode. If it's a good fit, it's unlikely that they will say no. <laughs> yeah, and people are always looking for guests mm-hmm. for their podcast and Some of them actually have application forms on their website that you can fill out and submit so you don't have to get 
too much in your head about how do I write a formal yes. pitch email. You could just submit an application form on their website. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it definitely doesn't need to be scary. It's it's much easier than it sometimes feels. <laughs> and maybe hearing it from a podcaster's perspective, just out of your mouth, hey, we welcome it. We're not. Yeah, we scary. do. Yeah. And it's like there's obviously like a bit of a filtering process because like we're saying, I want to make sure of that course. people that come on like have something have something interesting to say, not necessarily something that I would teach myself. Um, although sometimes like I have had co- a copywriter on here as a guest because I just thought it'd be interesting for us to talk about copywriting. So mm-hmm. sometimes like we will just have a conversation about a topic that we're both passionate about. It's possible to do those kinds of collaborations. So uh, that's another thing to think about. I wouldn't get in your head about being the same as the the person or the podcast that you want to pitch to because sometimes just having like a really in-depth discussion about something is really is really interesting for listeners to hear so it's not something new it's just like let's approach it from a slightly different perspective or let's just talk about our opinions on the topic like some like if you think about some of the most popular podcasts out there are just people talking about like they're not teaching things like like something like Joe Rogan I always come back to like the most popular podcast pretty much that ever existed they just talk about like life i think it's not like they're talking about anything in particular he has every single person under the planet like on that podcast and they just have conversations very personal conversations about things so even like that kind of approach obviously most podcasters do not run their podcast the way joe rogan does but you can just think about that right like you can just go on to a podcast and have a conversation about a topic and that's valuable content if it's the right fit for you and the person's audience right Absolutely. And you said something interesting, too. You said the word collaboration. Mm. You never know where it could lead. It could lead to some sort of collaboration with Mm -hmm. that podcaster. Yeah. Yeah. I love collaborations. Yeah, I know. They're so you never know where they're going to end up. So many people like it starts out with just like a quick hello conversation. And then, you know, a year later, like you're coaching in each other's programs or suddenly it's a client, that kind of thing. Or, you know, you can guest in each other things like it's there's some very cool things. that could come of just conversations like this. I'm actually collaborating right now with a, I'll, I'll send you the information at the end of the show, to, uh, for content repurposing because oh, it's not something cool. that mm-hmm. I initially offered in my services. And I spoke with Brittany at Southern Savvy Creative and we just hit it off and now mm-hmm. we're collaborating. So that's part of our podcast management packages mm-hmm. as well, doing blog and newsletter and mm-hmm. social media repurposing. So again, it's just something that mm-hmm. I wasn't expecting, but it happened. Yeah, that's amazing. I love that. Well, this has been such a fun conversation about podcasting. I have loved just getting to chat with you about this, get your mindset and opinions on things. If people are interested in learning more either about your services, if they're thinking about getting you to help them launch a podcast or do the management and editing, or if they're just curious to like learn more about like you and just things that you're getting up to, where can people go connect with you and learn more? So we have the website musicalcrimeproductions.com and Bill and I are both on the same Instagram account at Musical Crime Productions. Perfect. Amazing. I love it. Where does the name come from, by the way? I had a feeling you were going to ask that. I've been wondering this for so long, and I've just it's never come up to ask. I'm so curious. Well, Bill put out an EP called A Musical Crime 
in, I think, 2016. And it's because it's a crime what musicians and artists get paid. And originally, we had brainstormed potentially helping out musicians and Mm -hmm. artists with his knowledge in the industry. Yeah. And then from like the writing, copywriting Mm -hmm. background, we had an idea. Maybe we should join forces and support artists that way. But that's not where the Lord had led us. But we love the name. So we kept it. And it kind of works because we do have music in our packages. But also, it's a clearly conversation structure. Yeah. Well, it's so interesting. I know. I. I it's. It's such a because it's all on this on the surface. It's like well, that doesn't seem related to what you're doing. It's very intriguing, and I love that. I'm like, oh, I want to know. I keep misreading it as well. I don't know what I keep like reading musical rhyme or something. I keep forgetting about the C in there. I don't know what it is, which kind of works anyway. It's still music related, but honestly, people <laughs> always think we have a true crime podcast. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> That'd be fun. Maybe in the future. Maybe that's a, that's not a fun really fashion, my, a fun fashion project. No, <laughs> really my thing. But a nice thought. That's so fun. Well, we'll make sure that we get links for people if they want to go follow musical crime production. Very fun. Um, thank you so much for being on here and sharing all these thoughts and, and your wisdom. This has been this has been great. Thank you for having me. It's been fun. You're welcome. If this episode was meaningful to you in any way, I'd love it if you went to Apple Podcasts and left me a review. Once you've done that, come hang out with hundreds of other women in the Faithful Business community on Facebook. I would love to meet you there and learn about the business God has called you to create. I'll see you there until the next episode of the Grow Your Christian Business podcast.